It is a very exciting episode of Duopol Discipleship today. Welcome in! Das und ein Berliner! <laughs> yes. I'm uh, a jelly you... donut, right? Isn't that what JFK said when he went to You're Berlin? looking at our guest who's not on mic right now. What, so well, just... his mic's there. Just... He, he could... Yeah. Not, <laughs> yes, okay. he says yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's just get to it then. But before we do, this is a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your friendship with God. But we like to call it. I re- it's the show that helps you grow. You I should have learned that it in German. German. Ah. You fool! You got you went the wrong Sorry. direction with that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, for anyone who you know is connected to Saddleback, uh, you might know that this week is the Purpose Driven Church Conference, which we're super excited about. Uh, I think it's too late to register. Uh, that kicks well, off. T- when well, this episode airs, today, it's literally yeah. starting. Yeah, it's already begun by the time you hear this. Anyway, it's a fun week, but uh, thanks to PDC Happening, we have a really, really uh, special guest who's never been on the show before, uh, and I'm so glad we were able to catch him while he's in town. Dave Snitter, who's the campus of our Berlin, <laughs> the campus <Whoa>. pastor for <laughs> our Berlin campus, Yay. is here with us today, and he's going to be sharing all kinds of great knowledge. We've already recorded the conversation, so I can say with confidence yes. that it's really, really good. And since he's here with us, and we don't get him in town all the time, we decided to just record for a nice long time with him and break it into two episodes. So stick with us today and next Tuesday for parts one and two of this great conversation with Dave. Stick around for that theme song. Dave, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. It's this an is, honor. This being is here. fun. I really think it's really cool that obviously you flew out for this for recording. Discipleship, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. it's really convenient yes. that Purpose Driven Church Conference is actually also. Yeah, might as well stay for that yeah. since I'm here. <laughs> Stick around if you're already in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh man! Thanks for coming, dude. This yeah. is gonna be fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, Dave. So uh, start us off just by telling us a little bit just about your background, right. about how you came to Christ, and basically. How did you end up at Saddleback? Right. How did how did you go from being in Europe to being like, oh, great, I can I can be a part of Saddleback Church. This right. is great. Yeah, I would love to. So I was born in Germany in the year 1983, the year of the song Billie Jean. Oh, so those were the two good things that happened in the year. <laughs> Billie Jean and myself, I guess. <laughs> um, no, I was born in 83, and I grew up in a Christian home. Um, and so kind of went to church um, regularly, went to Sunday school, all of that did, did kind of what I guess most kids do when they go to church and participate in church life. And um, sounds like my story so far. Yeah, so yeah. far. So okay, here's here's where it gets very different because this is this is actually um, this is true. I'm just amazed so, that Doug's story includes being born in Germany. Well, too. right, exactly. So, I was taking some liberties that. in my comment. Oh. But, yeah, um, I actually the first time I I remember praying the words "Jesus save me" was when. Uh, as a family, we were watching the movie Jurassic Park. Oh, man. And I was nine years old, and I have never seen anything like this in my life before. And I was so scared of the T-Rex <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that I ran into my room. And because it was so real that I was, <laughs> I ran into my room, and I was just waiting for the eye of the T-Rex to just pass <laughs> by my window. And so that's the first time I actually fell. I remember falling on my knees next to my bed and pre- praying, Jesus, you have to save me. From dinosaurs, <laughs> love it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's and I also I can testify that to this day Jesus actually protected me that's from true. dinosaurs. That's I, true. Nothing happened so far, so I'm grateful. So but that's, far, I'm glad yeah, you said so, so far. Steven, <laughs> Steve, so far, yeah, yeah. Steven Spielberg has been a, 
a means of grace in my life. He, he led me to Jesus. I, I hope I can return the favor one day. But <laughs> No, but that's obviously then, I, I guess as I grew up in church, I, I learned I have a bigger problem than dinosaurs. I also have my own sinful nature that I need to be safe from. Yeah. And so, but that wasn't really kind of, I can't remember there's one day where I, um, it was more, I guess, a process. I, I think that's that's true for a lot of People who who kind of grow up in Christian homes that that just more and more and more it starts there starts to be clarity it starts to make sense and you respond to it bit by bit so that's that's kind of been my story. Um, I um, my calling into ministry was when I went on a mission trip to Kosovo. I was twenty at the time, nineteen twenty. Mm. Um, that was just after the war had ended there in the Balkans. Um, and uh, we went there as as a group of young people. That was with OM Operation Mobilization, mm -hmm. and and we um, we went to rebuild some of the homes there. And I was really impacted at that time to, uh, by the lives of the missionaries who have stayed there even during the conflict and risked their mm -hmm. lives, risked the lives of their families, and uh, because they felt called to love these people. Um, up until that point, I actually was thinking I should have a career. I was I was hoping I could have a career in music, mm. um, and uh, and I, I wanted to study music and all of this. To be honest, with quite selfish uh, motive ambitions, like I, I was wanted to seek recognition and mm. fame, possibly or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then that experience in Kosovo really broke my heart for God's kingdom, mm. and uh, I went back home on a 36-hour bus drive from Kosovo. <laughs> that was oh awesome. Uh, and I, I knew there's no way I can go to music school now. I, mm. And then I actually decided to go to a, a theological school in Switzerland mm. where I then studied for the next years. I met my wife during that time, not at the school, but during that time. Um, I met her actually at a worship event where I was leading worship and she was in the first row. And... Uh, Say no more, I was, man. I was, ah, so I, yeah, yeah. I'm that guy. You know, I love the campfire that look. with the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly you were singing to an audience of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I am to date you. Here <laughs> <Yeah>. I am. <laughs> but hey, it worked. She fell for it. So <laughs> I'm sure she's still falling for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's how we met. And then we married during my last year. Um, one of my uh, visiting teachers at the school was a pastor from from Belfast in Northern Ireland. And when he heard I was graduating, um, he actually invited us to join his team. And we were just married and was like, hey, this is a great opportunity. Let's let's go live in another country for a little bit. Yeah. And so we were there for three years in Belfast doing ministry with worship, with young people and all that. Um, and then during that time, God quite clearly spoke to me about church planting, um, church planting in Europe in an urban context in the city where there aren't many churches. Mm. And uh, and I wanted to respond to that call and say yes. And uh, around the same time over here, <laughs> Saddleback and Rick had started to develop, uh, God gave him this vision for, at the time it was 12 cities, to, mm -hmm, to start 12 mm -hmm. campuses in 12 cities. You were part of we were part yeah. of yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's where we first met yeah that's right James. <laughs> and so um yeah and we were um so i had heard of saddleback before obviously nobody here would have known of me if it weren't for a, a leadership conference in switzerland where i met some mm. saddleback pastors um abraham muhlenberg and dave alford um mm -hmm. and uh we we met there and they shared with me this vision and um uh, you know well now it's that was 2012 now it's Seven years later, I yeah. guess, and uh, I'm I'm here. So yeah, it's it's amazing how God really opened that door uh, to meet these guys, and then 
um, obviously um, we came here as a family. We were here for several months, and which is where we met. Yeah, and, uh, your intensive uh, training. Yeah, 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 and and just get to know the church and everything, and uh, and then we moved to Berlin um, at the end of two thousand. 12 and then 2013 october we, we had our first service yeah 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 i started on the peace team right, here back yeah. when we were doing the uh those 12 cities initiatives and all i remember or a big thing that i remember back when i started was jason this this dave schnitter guy <laughs> this is like you know he is gonna do awesome things in europe and i just heard so much about you and then when you showed up it was like it was even more so. Oh, I'm glad you said yeah. that. Like, and then you <laughs> I was like, up, oh, then, who's this wildly guy? disappointed. <laughs> Those dreams were dashed against the rocks of reality. <laughs> no, it was like you just have such a, a life and a fervor to you and an excitement oh, and a magnetism that it was, you, we were so thrilled when you came on board for Saddleback oh, Berlin man. and yeah. have done great things there. And it's been, yeah, six years, right? Y- since yeah, been in October there. it'll be six years yeah. since, what? Well, since the, since the launch of the church, that's, yeah, it's obviously awesome. been uh, um, the adventure of a lifetime. Uh, I've grown so much and learned so much mm. about myself, about God, about ministry, about yeah. Yeah. family, everything. And uh, so we're yeah. coming up. We're coming up on six years. Yes, uh, I want to hear a little bit about how the life of Saddleback Berlin has kind of progressed, and just I, I think for a lot of our listeners, we have listeners a lot in Southern California, a lot around the globe, right. who are semi-familiar with Saddleback, some very familiar, but you know, most of them have never been able to travel to your campus and right. see what it's like. Right. I, I only got to experience your first service. That, right. that was a that. huge privilege. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, I remember that nightclub, and man, I, I remember just like trying to get the place ready. And the, right. I remember the Let's toilets. Let's clarify, had... the church started to meet at a nightclub. It's not like oh, Doug well... and I went to a nightclub before yeah. we started. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a given. On the record. <laughs> not really my scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was that nightclub called? I can't remember. Uh, home Base. That's home right. Home Base Lounge, yeah, yeah. Man, it was a... It's where we started, yeah. But, um, man, packed that place out. And, and, yeah. and I haven't seen it since then. Right. So yeah. I'd love to just hear kind of what, what the life of Saddleback Berlin has been right. like these last six years. Sure. Years. Yeah, well, we were at that venue for a year, and yeah. then we realized this isn't. It was fun to have, you know, to kind of say, "Hey, church can be uh, in a nightclub, even like yeah. uh, which we rented on a Sunday morning." Obviously, people are mostly done partying on Sunday mornings, yeah. um, but it wasn't necessarily a really family-friendly place to yeah. to um, yeah establish a church that we had envisioned to yeah where children could run around and because right. uh, it just it was a bit of a dirty place and, and there was just one small back room if yes. i remember for, it was for really the kids more a, a glorified closet if that, <laughs> yeah. that we used for children's ministry yeah. so yeah we moved out of there about a year after we launched and are now meeting quite central in the downtown area um in a conference center that we rent on sundays mm. um but that serves us really well. Uh, very bright, spacious, uh, lots of wood. It's really it's Good. a warm, warm atmosphere there. Um, it's a little yeah. more saddleback. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. And um, the church, I guess, now if I were to describe it with one word, would be the word diversity. Mm. Um, just because there are so many different kinds of people in the same room to worship Jesus together. I guess mm. that's true for most of our campuses, but it's just something that I, I didn't expect when we started um 
there is really no if it weren't for Jesus there would be no reason why we would even talk to each other you know yeah. some of us because just our lives are in such different spheres and our backgrounds and the stories are so different there's mm. nothing that brings us together it's not like we all share the same hobby or we all vote the same or we like the same soccer club or whatever it's it's um we're all very very different um different ethnicities there's over 17 nationalities wow, represented as well part of that is berlin i guess like most cities that you know cities tend to be more multi-ethnic sure. yeah and so um that is represented in the church as well but it's 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 fun but then also different ages different uh you know um socioeconomic f groups of people and uh yeah. it's it's amazing how how god's kingdom brings us all together like that yeah. um uh, that that's yeah so diversity is, is how i would put it yeah some of our some of our listeners who are, if if they're saddleback attenders will remember and, and this is probably just one example of of many uh things that kind of signify the diversity of your campus but i remember watching church news yeah. here at lake forest yeah, uh, yeah. not last week but the week before right. not this past but the one before and you guys had like a african culture celebration or right, something like yeah. that so our africa sunday that was fun that's yeah. sweet <laughs> you guys had a huge spread of food and stuff i mean at least what i saw in the footage Oh, like, it was I really awesome. wish I could have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now that we, we just tried this out. There was one lady from Nigeria who came to me. He's like, hey, I want to I cook Nigerian food for the church sometime. And I, I hear food. I say, yeah, yes, like, you know. So, you had yeah. me food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Say no more. Uh, but then obviously we, we added a few more things. We, we brought the, uh, the Rwanda VR experience. Maybe some people who are listening oh, yeah, have yeah, done yeah. this. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you had that. Uh, yeah, cool. we brought that over so people can get a glimpse of the peace plan and what, what we do in Rwanda. And uh -huh. uh, we sang African worship songs, which was beautiful. Um, and I guess what what made this day so joyful is because all of our brothers and sisters who are part of our church from from originally from Africa, um, they felt so seen and included, mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, we can do our thing yeah. today, you know. And and it was so beautiful just to celebrate that and honor them and that they're part of our family. And yeah. so now we're trying to do this summer. We want to do Domingo Latino. Nice. <laughs> And, and celebrate all in the, Southern California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More thinking further south, all the Latin Americans, South Americans, Caribbeans. I mean, we can. But I guess, it. yeah, so, and Southern California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It extends. So, Southland. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 so, Dave, so, so it's, it's said that in Europe and in, and in particular in Germany, it can be a hard place to be a Christian right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just curious, would you say that that's true? I know that you've, uh, have traveled throughout Europe and you've done some pastor training in yeah, Eastern yeah. Europe and different right, right, places. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just curious, what is your perspective like right now on the state of Christianity in Europe? All right. Oh man. That's a small question. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're going to be here all day. You have 90 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> 90 seconds. Well, um, so I think when, when we say, oh, it's a hard place to be a Christian or difficult place, like, respectfully of places where the church is physically persecuted uh i i wouldn't say oh europe is a hard place to be a christian but then when it comes to i guess where society is at in terms of their faith in god um you know christianity christians in europe have definitely become a very very small minority and uh anybody knows anything about christian history that obviously wasn't the case yeah. before thousands of years you know, you know? <laughs> right. uh, it's not like christianity started in europe but it went there pretty quickly and most of christian influence for many many years came out of europe and yeah. so mm -hmm. it was um you know christendom as as a 
that there was a whole way of there was a culture right mm -hmm. and uh, um but now we would say for berlin we would say it is a pluralistic post-christian city um mm -hmm. now post-christian means that it used to be um it used to be very christian but most of europe you can tell used to be quite you know christianity was at the center of society every every village has right next to their marketplace has some kind of chapel or cathedral or something yeah. at the center of every town you know yeah. for mm -hmm. for years you know the mayor and the priest were the two most important voices in any village or city you know yeah. uh, and that's obviously no longer the case you know christianity has moved from the center of society to the margins and we've lost if you will our our voice we've lost our attendance our members um mm. I actually, that, that, the, when, when you talk about it that way, it sounds very, very dark as, as if we have been, as if the church has been defeated. Uh, I think what has been defeated is Christendom, you know, yeah. as a culture. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a, a Danish philosopher, here we go, talking philosophy now. No, this but, is yeah, fine. Danish philosopher do. named uh, Søren Kierkegaard. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. He at some point said the worst thing about Christianity is Christendom. You know, sure. that everybody assumes, hey, we're Christian, we live by Christian values, therefore we're all saved and our babies have been baptized. We're all like, you know, like, and, and just kind of this, but nobody really lives a, a relationship with Jesus. So right. this is yeah. kind of, this is a false assumption because you live in a Christian society that, you know, you're, you know, you're okay with God, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, you play uh, by some superficial rules yeah, yeah, and that yeah. means you have this intimate relationship right. or that that's yeah. somehow imparted to you. Right, yeah, 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 so... <laughs> yeah so so you know i guess in europe we've lost that but m maybe in some ways that made the situation a bit more real mm -hmm. if anything that uh now you know where people are at and you don't um yeah and, and you don't you know people don't assume like well you know i grew up in church therefore i i'm a christian or whatever you know but you know if if someone's a committed Christian, he will go to church. But we have very few people who go out of tradition. You know, I think yeah, that yeah. Nu that number is the mm -hmm. one that's decreasing. And but I I say it's you know it's post Christian. Sometimes people say Berlin is the atheist capital of the world. I don't. Yeah, I think know. I've heard that before. Yeah. yeah, I actually don't know if that's true, because obviously there are quite a few people, quite a number of people who have gone through the um, the hard work of you know. Going through reasoning and you know and and looking at the, the you know the arguments and they have come then to the conclusion there is no God, you know that's obviously there's there's a lot of people like this in Berlin but then there's um, all kinds of other people who are I would say they're probably more agnostic or mm -hmm. ap apathetic about it they have actually sure. never you know the, the the question is there a God isn't even relevant in their lives yeah and that group of people is actually much harder to talk to. Than an atheist. If I talk to an atheist, then I, you know, my 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 favorite question is uh, just to ask: Tell me about the God you reject, because hmm. uh, maybe your picture of what you think God is like is a picture that I reject as well. You know, because hmm, sure. people may come to the conclusion there is no God because they have actually never heard the gospel of. Right. You know what I mean? And, and they just they, it's all based on kind of assumptions of well, what they picture yeah. a god that no one would want to believe yeah exactly yeah. yeah so it's like yeah i don't <laughs> yeah. like that god either like, yeah, yeah. That sounds pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah and so uh, you know with atheists you can you can reason you can talk about these things with someone who is apathetic or agnostic uh you know the the question of faith and um, i guess 
what my when when I say to people I'm a pastor, like that's just like why why would you be a pastor? That's so irrelevant. Why does your organization even exist? Like there's no need mm. for this in our right. society, you know. And then at the same time, the reason why I say it is a pluralistic post-Christian city is because um, there are. You know, post-Christian doesn't mean everybody is an atheist. Post-Christian just means people are done with Christianity, but mm-hmm. they still might be very spiritual. Mm. You know, what I'm trying to say. So they're sure. just yeah. they're just uh, now pursuing other forms of spirituality, other religions, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's again an easier way to talk to people about, uh, like, hey, what do you think? How can you be saved? And you know, I, yeah. the picture that I sometimes use to talk to people about about the different religions that are out there in the world. Like I think every religion, well, let's, if I may, let's, let me please, just, you know, please, so, yeah. if, so let's assume that, you know, God is on top of a mountain and we're on the bottom of that mountain. And we, you know, every religion claims here is the way to get to God. Like mm-hmm. here's a pathway that would lead to God. And maybe on top of that mountain is God or heaven or whatever you want to put it, you know? And, uh, and, and we're trying to get out on that mountain. There's certain ways you have to live, certain rules you have to abide by, and they will help you walk up to that mountain. And what's unique about Christianity compared to all the other religions is that we believe uh, God came down from that mountain. Mm. You know, we're the only religion that mm-hmm. says, you know, it's not about how well you try to get up or how well you, um, you know, abide by all the rules and, and all that. But it's God came down from that mountain and... Um, in fact, he then, you know, Jesus came and uh, he established a way for us that is different than all the other ways. It's more like a gondola, you know, <laughs> you're actually, it's no longer your effort anymore. It's just, hey, you know, Jesus picks you up and then you're with God, you know, yeah. uh, and that's... <laughs> and love each other along the way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Behave on the gondola. <laughs> it's my favorite image of Christianity yeah, yeah, so, far. so far. Greet yeah. each other with the Holy yeah. Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, man, I, I totally went to somewhere else with that question but yeah i, I no, think that's a great answer. i no, think but i think berlin is a very very interesting place to be a christian to sum up uh, yeah. it's an interesting place to be a christian I, I wouldn't necessarily say hard but it's it's definitely because you know the church has become such a minority we have to rethink of what it means to be a christian in in berlin society for well sure. you rethink yeah. how you approach evangelism too oh, and outreach sure. efforts yeah yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah which is, sure. do you think there's any uh, do you think there's anything advantageous about that because now Europe is living in a state where it has been post-Christian for a little while, in mm-hmm. terms, like as you've clarified, in terms of cultural Christianity. Do you think that that provides any advantages for you because it creates a bit of a reset for people's picture oh, yes. of what Christianity yeah. Yeah, can yeah. be? Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you see that happening at your campus? You guys are kind of a. I think your campus is a pretty atypical picture hmm. of church for a lot of people who think of. Church as cathedral, right. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. church Priests. as social institution, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you see that? Do you oh, see people sure. coming into your campus and kind of like eyes widening and yeah, like, yeah. oh, this isn't oh, quite what I thought every Sunday? So when you first walk, I guess like in most of our campus, when you first walk through the door, the first thing you see is a coffee booth. You know, like mm-hmm. where cappuccinos are served, and there's you know, and people, I guess. We're expecting that you have to, you know, put some holy water on your skin yeah. or whatever, like before you, before you get to. <laughs> Please yeah. don't put the coffee on yeah. your skin as holy water. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's a communion yeah. counter. Right? <laughs> and I guess, I, I guess the reason, you know, like I think the reason why most of our campuses put the first thing that you see is coffee is because oh, that's something that's that's relatable. Like oh, I know yeah. coffee. 
<sighs> Everything's okay, going to yeah. be okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's coffee and Jesus. That's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but then also, I guess, um, you know, that you're being greeted. It's, it's like I already said, that, that we're meeting in a place that already has some kind of, the vibes there are quite warm and welcoming. And then mm. there's contemporary music. There's live music on stage. Like that's, of, all of that is very different to traditional church. Um, right. So, yeah, so we get to mess with people's, um, what's the word? Like, like, uh, like, you I subvert I their expectations. Expectations. Yeah. And I guess pre uh, previous ideas of Christianity, right. uh, we're totally messing with this, which is so fun. So you get them uh, off their yeah. footing right off the bat. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I came with one picture. Yeah. And now I have to rethink my whole. <laughs> interaction today yeah, yeah, yeah. oh like, wait yeah. the pastor is playing drums yeah <laughs> yes. wow yeah, yeah. this is cool That's he's true. dare i say cool <laughs> how can this thank be? you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well let's let's um let's talk a little i mean well first of all before we move on from that i think there's a lot of i mean here in the states i think we see a lot of uh kind of similarity happening it kind of oh, feels yeah, like yeah, we're sure. moving in the same direction yeah, yeah, yeah. Already I, moved. I think so too. i think we can yeah. learn from from kind of the uh, the adventure of church life that you guys are, you know, <laughs> living right now. Uh, I think it's going to pay dividends for us in the future. But let's talk a little bit about um, the process of discipleship, right? Um, yeah. And and how does that work in your context in Berlin? Mm -hmm. And do you think there's anything distinctive about the way that you guys do discipleship? Yeah, there? yeah. Well, first of all, I I love the that these podcasts here are called doable discipleship. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's you know, from one of our church values is we, we want discipleship yeah. to be doable right. versus just knowledge-based uh, yeah. discipleship, which I think in the past where maybe we have, I, I think I'm, I'm not, obviously not opposed to knowledge, but if, if that's all we do is, and, and we you know, we can deceive ourselves by all the stuff we know about the Bible and all the scriptures right. that we can quote thinking, oh, therefore I must be a very mature Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, but if we don't live on anything, you know, so it must, it must be doable discipleship. And I, I'm so glad that at Saddleback that's one of our huge values where we really want to make things practical mm. um, I think that's definitely needed and and what 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 I see working as well in Berlin is yeah. people want to know like how do I live according to God's word how do I, how do I do this I love in every one of Pastor Rick's messages that he's so practical uh, that the fillings we write down on our, <laughs> our, they start with a verb here's what we do you right. know, yeah. our, um, so obviously that's um, that's all relevant, I think, regardless of where you are in the world. If you mm -hmm. want to make disciples, we have to we talk have to talk about the how, right? Yeah. Um, I think for for Berlin, what is a distinctive is um, that um, you know if if the if the doable stuff of of our discipleship is kind of how do I talk about this uh, is is kind of like the fruit of our salvation, right? So mm -hmm. Jesus saved us. Obviously, it's it's we don't save ourselves by these. Acts yeah. of discipleship is you know, right. it's, it's he, it is finished. He's done it on the cross. You know, Christianity, yeah. <laughs> yes, there it is. It, it, you know, Christianity. First of all, it starts with a great done, right? But then there is still a part of us that we do in response to, or kind of as a fruit out of this. You know, if you want to compare it maybe to a tree, then the root of if, if salvation is a tree, then the root of that tree isn't what we do, but it's what. Jesus has done for us, but then the yeah. fruit that grows on that tree is is our discipleship that, yeah. that grows out of it, right? Um, so I think what what may be different in Berlin is that we need to spend more time 
on telling people about the route mm. um, where maybe, and you correct me if I'm off, uh, but may, maybe here in America, um, there, there's more, you can still somewhat safely assume that people know who Jesus is mm-hmm. and that he died for us and that we have a problem called sin. And, you know, and, and I guess you still have to help people put, put that together, but yeah. uh, there, there is, you, you can assume kind of some, some kind of gospel knowledge uh, yeah. So there's a knowledge word. It, there has to be some kind of knowledge, right? Yeah, at least uh, at an entry level. Yeah, Most yeah, people right. have been exposed to it. It's right, just, as right. you said, it's putting those pieces together and making the story fit yeah, yeah. in a way that makes them go, oh, I didn't realize that related to me yeah, yeah, <laughs> in yeah, such yeah. a way. Yeah. And I guess, and that's a good way to put it. I guess the way we have to put pieces together uh, and help people with that, that bit is different maybe for us because in, in at least in Berlin, there's such... A gospel illiteracy. People yeah. have hmm. no idea of you know. If you ask them why do we celebrate Christmas, it's like, well, I think it's Santa Claus's birthday. You right. know, I was like, uh, not quite. <laughs> you know, you know, close, yeah, close <laughs> enough. You know. uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so so I think that's that's where it's different. Uh, and and if we don't do that work of helping people know the gospel, out of which our do it doable discipleship grows, then then there's a there's a danger that. All we focus on is, you know, the things we have to do to grow, the things we have to do to please mm-hmm. God, and then we're back at that mountain where we try to climb up ourselves. Yeah. I guess, right. and um, and and we don't, you know, and I guess it's, it can become a form of Christian narcissism, in the sense of I'm only focusing on all the things I'm doing for the Lord, and not so much knowing that He has done so much for me. You know, right. so it's kind of trying to help people know that balance uh and 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 knowing that the the root of it isn't what you do for Jesus but it's what he has done for us. Yeah. But then now let's talk about once you get that now let's talk about how do we live this out, you know? So yeah. yeah. There's I hope an, that there's makes an, sense. <laughs> no, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. There's an element of I have in Christianity there's an element I have become. So there's the there's the the part of become that is past tense that I have become a child of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have become right with God through yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. But then there's a becoming element as so well, true. where there's yeah, just an yeah, ongoing. Good. So mm-hmm. I have become a child of God, but in but I'm also, as a Christian, I'm in I'm un, I'm entering the process of being remade and refashioned for a new world for mm-hmm. for the kingdom of heaven that Jesus talked so many times about. And so there's there's definitely uh, there's two hands to that, right? And, totally, yeah. And I, I I think what we see, I think what we're seeing increasingly here in the states is. People have name recognition of Jesus, yeah. but they don't. But more and more, especially with younger generations now, they have their their minds are so layered with misconceptions about who he is mm. and what his mission was, and and he's become almost just like a he's just a name that's floating out there with no mm. real logical attachments yeah, yeah. and no yeah. no real understanding of how he fits into any right uh, picture of the world at all, right. And it honestly is, um, for, for, I think for a lot of us now, when we're having conversations with people who don't know Christ, especially, like I said, the younger generation, it has to start by deconstructing their understanding. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like in, in Europe, it seems like the understanding of Christ has dropped down to like a virtual zero. Mm-hmm. And then you build from there, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. is what you've been describing. Mm-hmm. Here, it's almost like we have to break all that down first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to break down those... Funky misconceptions yeah, yeah, yeah. and get back down to the fa- mm-hmm. fundamental level, and then start rebuilding yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And I, huh, I yeah. mean, both both journeys have their own challenges, but yeah, right. here it's definitely like, oh, we have to like undo some 
errors of thinking to get back to the bottom, and then we can start. Right. Like C.S. Lewis says, you know, if you've taken a wrong turn, it, it does you no good to just keep going. You know, sometimes <laughs> yeah. the fastest way to get to where you need to go is to turn back and right. go the opposite direction right, that you've yeah. been traveling. And I feel like that's kind of part of, at least in, this is kind of the season the U.S. is in now. Yeah. Like, we still know who Jesus is as a culture. No. We, <laughs> we, know, we know the name of Jesus as a culture, yeah, yeah. but that's we don't know who he is yeah, as a yeah, culture. Yeah. That's a good way. And yeah. so there's a... There's a it's, real demolition process that has to happen how in people's hearts and minds. It's yeah, it's how it's talked about too. In in the U.S. still, we're at a place where Christianity where is is something that people talk about, but often it, it, it can be done in 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 a negative way, in a scapegoatish way, or in a you know in a place of just throwing all this false l- layers on it. Yeah, caricatures. Where, whereas in Europe, it's just not talked about. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not it's not even that <laughs> you yeah, know kind yeah. of thing so it's, yeah the definitely interesting approaches or different way right. understandings yeah. and then and everywhere in the world you have to think about okay how is where i'm living how is this culture that i am in how does it relate to the gospel to jesus mm-hmm. to christianity and then right. how do i need to approach it from there so right. it's really right. interesting Man. You're basically the modern day Paul, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're taking the gospel. You're finding common ground with, with a multicultural audience that doesn't know the you know the basic truths of Christianity. That's an interesting way to actually put it. Yeah, Paul is going to the uncharted territory versus a bunch of the others that are still in the Jewish territory that yeah. are like, eh, yeah, yeah. let's 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 rethink some of these things. But what oh. made me think of that is like you you talked about earlier how people still, even though they they don't profess a faith in Jesus Christ, they, the, the spirituality that's baked into their very soul mm-hmm. still comes out. So mm-hmm. you talked earlier about how people will still pursue some these sort of pseudo-spiritual yeah, experiences yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and ways of accessing the divine or accessing the, the spiritual realm, but they just do it in a very vague and kind of blind way, you know, just kind of... Yeah, I, we see that here too. Like we'll mm-hmm. see people who are like, you know, they they reject Jesus Christ, but boy, are they going to buy all the crystals? Yeah, you know, so yeah. they, because they believe that there's some kind of spiritual yeah, thing. Yeah. They believe in a spiritual reality, but they can't yeah. apprehend it yeah, yeah. because they don't they don't have any understanding. Well, it's it's this whole thing of you know we we all need if we're honest with ourselves we we all need something that we put our hope in right and, right. Um, obviously for for some that is more material things or or. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess, you, you know, your belongings or it can be your career or your relationships. But then for others, it really is something like, oh, there's something in my soul that really connects or wants to connect with something that must be out there. Yeah. So therefore, let's buy the crystals or whatever, yeah. you know, like, so, yeah. Well, I just, it made me think mm-hmm. of, you know, Paul would, he would walk through, you know, town squares and markets and stuff. And he would see, he would see people with their idols. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. whatever the idol is, you know, we can, we can can turn that into a metaphor for anything in life, money or whatever. Right. But he would, in a conversation, he would jujitsu that into a conversation about the person of Jesus mm-hmm. and how he is in he is the the proper and right and full the fulfillment mm-hmm. of all the vague things that we tend to go off. Like mm-hmm. so, Jesus is the one who gives total satisfaction mm-hmm. of the thing that we strive to find in every realm of life as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. But this opportunity that you've got to to keep a conversation going or to reignite a conversation about who Jesus is and right. and how he can completely transform the lives of, yeah. of yeah. people who desperately need him. Um 
I think that kind of cuts across every cultural boundary. True. So true. Yeah. Yeah. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Dave Snitter so far. We've been having a great time. Don't forget, come back next week to hear the second part of this conversation. We'll be talking about the uh, small group study that Dave wrote. We'll be talking about his own personal discipleship journey and lots of other good stuff. So come back next week. We love you. We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of video content. And if you're already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcasts on Apple Podcasts or your favorite app, so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com doable to check out all our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week. Thank you.